welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Zwans, and today is Monday of the 10th week in Ordinary Time. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us acknowledge our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, from whom all good things come, Grant that we, who call on you in our need, may at your prompting discern what is right, and by your guidance do it. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the first book of the Kings. Elijah the Tishbite of Tishbe in Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord lives, the God of Israel whom I serve, there shall be neither dew nor rain these years except at my order. The word of the Lord came to him, Go away from here, go eastwards, and hide yourself in the Wadi Cherith, which lies east of Jordan. You can drink from the stream, and I have ordered the ravens to bring you food there. He did as the Lord had said, he went and stayed in the Wadi Cherith, which lies east of Jordan. The ravens brought him bread in the morning and meat in the evening, and he quenched his thirst at the stream. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our hope is from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Our help is from the Lord who made heaven and earth. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. From where shall come my help? My help shall come from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Our help is from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. May he never allow you to stumble. Let him sleep not, your guard. No, he sleeps not nor slumbers, Israel's guard. Our help is from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. The Lord is your guard and your shade. At your right side he stands. By day the sun shall not smite you nor the moon in the night. Our help is from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. The Lord will guard you from evil. He will guard your soul. The Lord will guard your going and coming, both now and forever. Our help is from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Alleluia, alleluia. Rejoice and be glad. Your reward will be great in heaven. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. 
Glory to you, O Lord. Seeing the crowds, Jesus went up the hill. There he sat down and was joined by his disciples. Then he began to speak. This is what he taught them. How happy are the poor in spirit. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Happy the gentle. They shall have the earth for their heritage. Happy those who mourn. They shall be comforted. Happy those who hunger and thirst for what is right. They shall be satisfied. Happy the merciful. They shall have mercy shown them. Happy the pure in heart. They shall see God. Happy the peacemakers. They shall be called sons of God. Happy those who are persecuted in the cause of right. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And happy are you when people abuse you and persecute you and speak all kinds of calumny against you on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. This is how they persecuted the prophets before you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. All right, so we're starting the Sermon on the Mount, and we're going to be reading this over the next few days. Um, nothing about this is comfortable, um, so brace yourself. Uh, you know, the Sermon on the Mount, it, it kind of hits us between the eyes, and, and if it doesn't, we're probably not listening. But it's also kind of difficult when, you know, Jesus starts off the Sermon on the, on the Mount with these Beatitudes, and, you know, he just gives us so much packed into these eight statements. So what I'd like to do is um, take a handful of darts and throw them all at the dartboard and see which one sticks. Let's have a very quick look at each of them. And, you know, if one of these strikes you, maybe take that as a point of reflection for yourself. First off, take a look at the way in which the Beatitudes are structured. Now, okay, our translation says happy the poor in spirit, happy the gentle, happy those who mourn. I mean, that word happy is kind of weak, right? We're not talking about like a, a sort of psychological contentment or, you know, a sort of um, comfort or ease. Um, but what we see, though, is that, you know, Jesus puts in these conditions. The ones who are poor in spirit, gentle, those who mourn those who hunger and thirst for what is right, those who are merciful. Now, each of these things is not the condi- each of these things is not what brings about blessedness. What brings about blessedness is the second half of each beatitude. To have the kingdom of heaven is blessedness. To have the earth for your heritage, to be comforted, to be satisfied, to have mercy shown us to see God and to be called the sons of God. Like, these are the things that make us blessed. But the first half of each beatitude is the condition which brings that about. Well, in order to have that blessedness, you need to be poor in spirit. In order to have that blessedness, you need to be gentle. In order to have that blessedness, you need to mourn. So, you know, I think Jesus isn't sort of going, it's a great thing to be mourning. It's a great thing to be hungering and thirsting for what is right. It's like, no, I think these are the things that you need to have in order to receive that kind of blessedness. All right, so with that in mind, let's have a quick run through each of the Beatitudes. Happy the poor in spirit, theirs is the kingdom of heaven. To be poor in spirit means that we recognize that we're beggars before God. If we come to God, 
with a sense of our own fullness, then what can we possibly receive? But if we come to the Lord recognising our own interior poverty, he can fill us, even with the greatest of all riches, the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn because they will be comforted, consoled. That mourning is the starting point. It's the precondition that's needed in order to receive comfort. And comfort from God, not the kind of shallow comforts that come from the world, you know, the ones that merely anaesthetize our sadness and our pain, but instead to receive the consolation that comes from God, the knowledge that Jesus has conquered sin and death and that we're made for eternal life. These tears of mourning are in fact the beginning of new wisdom. Blessed are the meek, because they will inherit the earth. The meek are the ones who do not impose themselves upon others, who do not manipulate and cajole in order to get their own way. They're not the ones who exercise power over others in order to get their own way. Well, here Jesus says to be meek, that is the precondition for inheriting the earth, the very thing that the powerful seek to inherit. The earth is entrusted to the meek. Why? Because that which is truly ours is what we receive from God, not what we manage to steal from others. And so, it's meekness in the face of God's grace, our receptivity to him, that enables us truly to receive, to inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for justice, because they will be satisfied. Now, the ones who hunger and thirst for righteousness are the ones who haven't had their fill of righteousness yet. They're not full of their own self-righteousness. They're aware of their own weaknesses. They're aware of their own imperfection. And so what they hunger and thirst for is more righteousness. And the Lord says, those who hunger and thirst for this new righteousness, they will receive their fill. They will be satisfied. Again, you can't receive more righteousness if you're full of your own self-righteousness. So this hunger and thirst becomes the necessary condition for the satisfaction of those hungers and thirsts. Blessed are the merciful because they will have mercy shown them. I suppose we all recognise that within ourselves it's far easier for us to turn the finger of judgement towards others than it is to examine ourselves. And so the merciful are the ones who are able to look toward the other and see in them the same weaknesses that we find in ourselves. And so to be merciful to others becomes the necessary condition for receiving mercy ourselves. Blessed are the pure of heart, because they shall see God. When I examine what's in my heart, you know, I find I, I, I can't follow it 100%, because there are things that are in my heart that I know will take me away from God. There's still selfishness there. There's pride there's a willingness to use others as means to my ends. And so I need to pause 
and I need to evaluate my heart. My heart needs to be purified so that when it is pure, I may come to see God. And so the pure of heart come to see God because their heart has undergone this process of purification. And so I don't just do what I feel like. I pause and I evaluate to make sure that what I feel like is truly good. Blessed are the peacemakers. You know, Pope Francis makes an interesting little distinction. He says, well, look, peace as a biblical concept of of shalom means the fullness of life, the abundance and overflowing of life. But, you know, in modern times, we've kind of come to understand this peace in terms of interior tranquility. And so we might misunderstand blessed are the peacemakers as blessed are those who are able to maintain tranquility around us. But sometimes God works by means of crisis. When he gets us to pick up and move, it's usually because we're unsettled where we are, that there's a kind of discontentment that drives us forward. Well, blessed are the peacemakers, those who are not content with the current state of affairs, but who want to drive towards the fullness of life. Blessed are the peacemakers, those who are able to bring life into the world, not simply accommodate by means of the path of least resistance. These are the sons of God. And blessed are those who are persecuted in the cause of right. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The ones who are persecuted are willing to stand outside of the crowd. They're not willing to walk in the same direction as everyone else. The persecuted are the prophets. Their greatest cause is the cause of right, and not simply the cause of popularity. The Beatitudes teach us humility, to come to God out of our poverty, knowing that he is the one who can fulfill us, that he is the one who can satisfy our hunger and thirst, that he is the one who can fill our emptiness. If we come with pride, if we come with a full sense of self, there's nothing left to fill. At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Let us welcome Christ into our hearts with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, Come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen.
The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide so that as you did in Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas, we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God the Father.